You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Uh, This weekend, uh, there was some disappointing things here at The Gateway Church. We know that... uh, that uh, being online is not the same as being in person. And this weekend, we had planned a women's event uh, on Saturday, and then that, the, that event would uh, trickle over to Sunday, to today. And we want to just say uh, that we know that uh, that was important to a lot of the women of our church. They'd been working even before COVID hit. And, uh, uh, but we also knew that we could still bring in the, the guest that was supposed to be with us. Her name is Anna McGuire, and she's just a phenomenal gift to the kingdom of God. Uh, she is a new mom. I'm sure she'll probably talk about that today. Uh, but a brand new mom, just a, a month or two old little baby, her first baby. Uh, but she was going to be with us on Saturday. Saturday and then today, uh, but we asked her to still be with us today, and later in the year, later in the fall, or maybe late summer, uh, Lord willing, we'll be able to bring her for a, a Saturday, Sunday again, uh, but today we're going to get a taste of that and on Mother's Day. Uh, church, it's Mother's Day. We're going to send it now to Anna McGuire in Indiana. God bless you. Good morning, Gateway family. My name is Anna McGuire, and I'm coming to you this morning from Fishers, Indiana. I want to say a huge thank you to Pastor Ben and the team for allowing me to be a part of your Mother's Day Sunday. I hope that today so far has been a great celebration for all of the women in your life. You know what? This Mother's Day is a little extra special for me because 11 weeks ago on February 21st, my husband Andrew and I welcomed our very first baby, and that is our son. His name is Archie Richard McGuire. We are so thankful for him. Being a mom has brought a whole new meaning to this day, a whole new um, respect for women and, and for mothers and mentors and aunts that I've never quite understood before. And so women everywhere, I celebrate you. Here at Gateway, we celebrate you. We're so thankful for your investment in your children, in your church, in your community, in your nieces and nephews' lives, in your cousins' lives, your friends' lives, your friends' kids' lives. Because of the way you choose to love, lead, and serve, we are better because of you. So I want to hear in the comments below, what women are you celebrating today? Maybe it is your mom, your mother-in-law, your aunt, your sister, a mentor, best friend, maybe even a pastor. Share in the comments below what women you are celebrating. You see, a year ago, I was able to share with the Gateway Church on Mother's Day morning, and little did I know then that one year later, I would have a baby. That It actually kind of still blows my mind when I say it out loud that I have a baby boy. It's still kind of crazy to say it. But just like I couldn't have predicted that a year ago, one year ago, I couldn't have predicted where we would be as a community, as a country, and really as a world where we are today. We're experiencing 
a pandemic where there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion, and even some fear or frustration, maybe even a little bit of hopelessness surrounding the situation. A lot of us, we may know people who have the virus and are trying to get better. The majority of us are trying to make it that we don't get the virus and others don't get it. Some businesses are temporarily closed. Some may be experiencing job loss or laid off right now. Others of you are working under the immense burden of teaching your kids remotely here at home. Others also have some canceled plans, plans that they were looking forward to, you know, postponing weddings or having smaller functions or gatherings or celebrations than what you anticipated or canceled or delayed vacations. This season has brought a whole lot of change, you know, some uncertainty. You may be having feelings today of anxiousness, worry, pain, doubt, frustration, or hopelessness. No matter who you are, no matter what age you're, you're at, we're all experiencing some form of change and challenges. And those change and challenges may bring about emotions that we just make us feel uncomfortable, especially with staying home, not being able to see our friends or the extent of our family that we'd like to see. We can be sitting with some real feelings of hurt or sadness. One thing that encourages me this morning is that I find a woman in scripture who experiences similar feelings and how God himself ministered to her in the midst of so much pain or frustration, hopelessness, and worry. You see, this story begins in Luke chapter 8, and we're going to be there in a moment. And the context of this story is that Jesus, when he walked the earth 2,000 years ago, Jesus was in the midst of a major crowd. You see, everywhere Jesus went, people seemed to find him and follow him. No matter where he went, he could, you know, have just tried to go to the market to get a loaf of bread and suddenly it would turn into a huge event that people were like, Jesus is here, come and see him. He's got something to say or he's going to do something miraculous. So Jesus, thousands upon thousands of people are always around him. And this is one of those moments. He's in the midst of a very large crowd. I want you to think of like the Super Bowl victory parade where there is like a small bus in the middle with the football team and thousands of people crowd the streets just trying to get to that one bus. That's what it was like for Jesus. It was just this one man with thousands of people surrounding him. And in the midst of this moment of ministry, there is a woman. And now this woman in Luke chapter 8 is not given a name. Rather, she's given a label. And the label she's given is the woman with the issue of blood. Not a name, but a label. Woman with the issue of blood. You see, this story is also told in Mark chapter 5. And Mark 5 and Luke 8 tell us that this woman had this bleeding for 12 years. Non-stop, constantly for 12 years. And that she had literally spent every last penny trying to find a cure, trying to get better from this issue of bleeding. But every penny that she had and all the painful and miserable things doctors of the time put her through did not bring about healing for her. And because of that, 
she experienced a lot of isolation and pain. You see, Leviticus chapter 15 indicated that women of that time, when they had their cycle, that when there was this bleeding, that women couldn't gather at religious festivities or gatherings, and they were really supposed to stay alone, that they were unclean or they weren't able to be around others. And this is that woman's reality for 12 years that she was to be alone, that she couldn't participate in the gathering of people. But that was until one moment, one moment where she took a risk, a step of faith. And we're going to pick that up in Luke chapter 8, verses 40 through 48. It says, On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. Remember, there's this huge crowd all around Jesus. Verse 43 says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Verse 45, Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her, uh, and, it, and she began to explain that she had been the one who touched him. And then Jesus said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. This woman began to hear about the power and the goodness of Jesus. And instead of settling with her pain, instead of being comfortable with her discomfort, she decided that it was time to get close to Jesus and to touch him. 12 years is a long time to experience pain, to wear a label. And she knew that she could continue to wear that label, to continue to carry that pain, or she could take a step towards Jesus. She could find healing in Jesus. What I love so much about this story is that Jesus immediately, it says, met her need, that he immediately healed her. And we're like, wow, great. He, he healed her from the bleeding. She no longer bled. But I don't want us to miss what verse 48 says. Verse 48 says that he called her daughter. Now remember, this is a woman for 12 years that she was completely isolated, alone. She was sheltering in place for 12 years. Now, I've been doing it for about two months now, and I'm going a little crazy. I could not imagine 12 years. And Jesus, in that moment, he met both her physical need and her spiritual need. Her physical need was that of the bleeding. The spiritual, the emotional need part of it was being brought into a family, 
being told that she is loved. You see, Jesus didn't just half heal her or half meet her where she was at or half meet half of her need. He met all of her needs, top to bottom, in an instant. The pain, the label, it was gone in a moment because she took a step of faith, got close to Jesus and touched him. Maybe as I'm sharing this woman's story, it's echoing your current reality that you've been carrying some labels for a long time, not just the last couple days, weeks, or months, but years. Maybe you've been carrying the label of depressed or anxious, angry, worried, jealous, that maybe these labels have become a part of your normal. Maybe there's a pain, a relational pain that you've been experiencing, or maybe it's a financial burden that you have before you that there is a challenge that you have in your life, whether it's emotional, spiritual, or a physical challenge, that it's just become a part of your normal, that it's almost become a part of your name, that you're just used to it being around you no matter what. Can I tell you today that Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at? That just like the woman, Jesus wants to bring total and complete healing to you. That he wants to meet you right where you're at. You might say right where I'm at, like I'm in my pajamas or I'm on my couch and you don't even know the chaos that's going on around me. My kid is jumping up and down on the the chair across the room and I'm trying to have a moment with God here. Or maybe you're saying right where I'm at, I'm just like in a really weird funk. I'm just in a really weird spot and I don't really feel like Jesus is going to want to come into my midst. Can I tell you, number one, he's already there. Scripture tells us that he never leaves us, that he never forsakes us, meaning he is there right now in the room that you're in. Maybe you don't recognize it or you don't feel it, but I promise you, because his word is true, that he's there. And that Jesus, he wants for you to come near to him. He wants you to reach out. He wants you to get close and touch him because he has good things for you. You see, I think sometimes as Christians, we can get in such a rut that if we go to church or we watch church online or go to small group, that those are the things that can bring us healing. And don't get me wrong, those things are amazing. We need those things for our spiritual health and our growth. And like this story says, there's a huge crowd around Jesus Was everybody suddenly getting healed? No, because there was a lot of people who weren't reaching out, getting close to Jesus, or they really just wanted to see what he was up to. They weren't really engaging him for themselves. And you see, Jesus asked in that moment, who touched me? You know, who who touched me? Who experienced healing? And Peter, Jesus' close friend and one of his major disciples says, Jesus, like there are thousands of people here. Somebody just rubbed up against your shoulder or somebody, he says, just pressed up against you. And Jesus says, no, somebody deliberately touched me. He didn't say, oh, there was somebody who just kind of haphazardly observed what I was doing and got a healing out of it. No, he said, somebody deliberately went out of their way to touch me. And for you today, I would encourage you to do the same. 
not just to be an observer of Jesus, not just to, you know, do the church thing and, you know, I'm watching church or I'm attending church or, you know, I'm doing some ministry. Those are all amazing things, but it is Jesus himself that can heal you. It is Jesus himself that has wholeness for you. Don't sit back and just watch other people experience Jesus. You can experience him for yourself today. I don't know about you, but during this quarantine, I have taken to YouTube to learn some new skills. And to think that just watching Jesus can bring healing in our lives, it would be like watching a YouTube tutorial on how to do uh, an oil change on your car or how to dunk a basketball. And as soon as you're done watching the video on how to dunk a basketball, suddenly you can dunk a basketball. No, that's not how it works. You don't just watch a tutorial and then suddenly do like are able to do it. It takes practice. It takes steps to learn to do what you just watched. And it's the same thing with our faith. We can't just be an observer and expect it to change us. We have to take steps in our faith. We have to take steps to get close to Jesus so that we may reach out and touch him. And I believe that's what Jesus desires for you today that you would get close and that you would reach out and touch him. He wants to bring healing. He wants to bring wholeness to you. He wants you to experience life and life more abundantly. He doesn't want pain or hurt or heartache to be a part of your normal or your identity. You may be saying, Anna, it would be really easy to reach out and touch Jesus if I was in the Bible times and I could literally see Jesus like those people did. And I'm with you 100%. It'd be really cool if like Jesus just like walked in the room and I could just like touch him and experience my healing. But again, Jesus, he's with us now. And though we cannot see him, we can be aware of him. We can be aware that he is, his presence, his spirit dwells inside of us. So maybe you're saying, okay, Anna, how do I reach out? How do I get close to him? Well, like I shared earlier, I have an 11-week-old son, and he's starting to learn how to reach out for me and my husband. And it's, it's not a full reach yet, but it's getting there. And you can see that when we walk in a room, he begins to move his hands in our direction. And Jesus, I believe, would like the same for us and that he responds the same way that when we just reach out and just say, Jesus, you see me, you know where I'm at. I want more of you. It's that simple, like a little baby reaching for their mom or dad, us just reaching up and saying, Jesus, I want you. You see, Jesus knows where you're at. He knows everything that you're feeling and experiencing. It's just taking that step of faith and inviting him in to what you're feeling, inviting him in to what you're experiencing. And as you invite him in and as you ask for his help and as you lay it all out on the table, I believe he'll meet you. And now you don't have to have some crazy, amazing, quiet moment, have everything shut down in the house to have this moment. You can do that right now. Or you can even do that later tonight. You can do that in the morning. You can do that in between Zoom calls. You can do it anytime, eating lunch, really getting ready for bed, just taking a moment and saying, Jesus, I need you. You see the burden. You tell them where you're at. Tell them what physical needs you have, what spiritual needs you have, and ask him for his help. 
And just like the woman with the issue of blood, he can meet you and bring about exactly what you need in an instant, immediately. You don't have to, you know, hope that it happens 10 years from now. He wants to minister to you right now, here, today. You don't have to wait till next week or next year or wait 12 years. You can meet him today. And you might say, is today a good day to experience healing? Is today a good day to find wholeness in Christ? Yes, it is. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another moment. Today is your day to get closer to Jesus, to lean into him and reach out and be touched by him. I am so, so, so thankful for the power and the goodness of Jesus. One thing that I want us just to meditate on as we get ready to close is that it says that the woman touched the bottom, the fringe of his robe, the fringe of his robe, the hem of his robe, and she experienced immediate healing. How cool is it that when Jesus came to earth and he died on the cross, that he didn't give us his robe, but he gave us his body and his blood, that he died and rose again. So if, if her touching the, the fringe of his robe had that kind of power, how much more powerful is the, the death and resurrection of Jesus that he gave us. Jesus gave us all of himself, not just a robe. And so today, Jesus, he has healing. He has hope for you. Take the step of faith. Get closer to Jesus in the sense of take a moment and invite him in to where you're at. Invite him in to your day. Invite him into your family. Jesus, I need help in my finances. Jesus, I need your wisdom when it comes to looking for a new job. Jesus, you know the pain that is in my physical body. You know the sickness or this chronic illness that I have. Would you meet me where I'm at? Would you heal me? I am reaching out and I want to touch you. Could we take a moment to pray? Jesus, I thank you for every person that is here today. God, I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. I thank you, God, that you love them so much, that you are their father and that you are their friend and that you see them right where they're at. I pray, Jesus, that you would stir up faith in their lives. God, that they would know that they don't have to stay where they're at, that the pain or the discomfort or the frustration or the challenges that they're currently facing don't have to become a normal part for them. But Lord Jesus, they can experience wholeness and healing in you. I pray, God, that all of us today would take a moment and invite you into every area of our lives that we wouldn't exclude anything from you, but Lord, we would give you everything. Jesus, we thank you that you didn't just give us a robe, but God, you gave us all of you. You gave us everything. And Lord, I pray that we would not take that for granted, but Lord, we would really engage you, that we would see what a miraculous gift it is that you've given us to know you and to get close to you daily. I pray, Jesus, that you would bring encouragement, Lord, to those who need it today. 
Lord, for those who are in a place of a physical struggle, Lord, where there is a sickness or a chronic pain, Lord, I pray, Jesus, right now, right where they're at, that you'd bring relief and healing. Your word says, by your stripes we are healed. So, Lord, I just ask that healing would flow. Lord, I pray for those who have fractured relationships in their family. Lord, I pray for unity over that today. For those who are having financial struggles or burdens, especially in the midst of this uh, challenging time, I pray, God, that you would begin to come in like a flood and that you would miraculously provide and that we would be good stewards of what it is you give us. For those who are just feeling discouraged or lonely, I pray, Jesus, that you would reveal yourself in a deeper way to them, that they would be comforted, that they would be um, so encouraged just by you, Jesus. God, I thank you. I praise you. Lord, thank you for all the women that are in our lives. Thank you for their love and their investment. We pray a special blessing over them today. God, we are so thankful that this is the day you have made and that it is a day to meet with you. We love you so much, Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to be your sons and daughters. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your Mother's Day Sunday. I am believing and praying for you that today is a day of new beginnings, that today is a day of healing, a day of encouragement, a day where you would know that you can draw close to Jesus. And when you draw close to Jesus, that you can literally reach out in your heart and touch him, that you can know him in a deeper way and that he can bring healing to you, that he can meet both your physical and your emotional needs, your spiritual needs, that he is ready and available for you. I'd love to hear in the comments below, what is your next step? What are, how are you going to apply today's message? How did it encourage you in your faith, in your family? And my prayer is that you'd have a great dialogue throughout the day with those around you about how you all can take steps, steps of faith, and get closer to Jesus and experience all of him. Love you all so very, very much. I hope you have an amazing Sunday. I'm praying for you guys in the days and the weeks ahead that God would give you grace and peace and joy as you walk with him. Have a wonderful Sunday. Happy, happy, happy Mother's Day. Wow. Anna, you hit it out of the park. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending this this, uh, this connection and uh, this message, and we will take this to heart, that we, as God's people, are invited into, into who Jesus is, into our situation, and uh, with God's help, we are all going to uh, have a great week and a great season ahead because of this message, and so thank you again, Anna, for doing that. As we close today, I just want to remind us uh, that uh, today in particular was just a fun day to be online. And lots of creative uh, uh, work has gone in behind the scenes. And I want to say thank you to our team uh, who's worked so hard with the videos and the connections and, and just all around. The, uh, all around. What, a, what a blessing. We've got such a great team here. And uh, we just also want to just finish by saying thank you uh, to all the moms, to all the women that have uh, signed in, and uh, God bless you today. Let me pray a quick prayer of benediction, and then let's have the best Mother's Day ever.
Father, we just pray now that you'd be with us, that you'd go before us, behind us, and all around us on this Mother's Day. In Jesus' name, and all God's people, no matter where you are, say amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.com church.